It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Could let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind No, no, no You want straws flung and I know now Cause when you vex me I'll say suck your mum you waste man Oi! That was big, that was, yeah I'm really excited about that one Me and Brent Brent and I will be working on my EP You think I'm joking I'm going to get a full length of It's the Benz Punani Womanist And then I'm just going to have other tracks And then when I'm there at the Mobos Accepting my awards Don't act like you didn't know Don't act like you weren't warned Because you saw the flames You saw the flames as they were kindling And they were growing I told you You were warned Anyway Hi, hi, hi It's me, Kalechi In the place to be And I've got a guest today But I'm going to introduce the guest Very, very shortly Um Some of you would have seen the International Women's Day Uber campaign. Thank you for all of the support and for sharing it. It had mad views. Uber were really, really happy. I was really, really happy. I got to big up Mallory Blackman, um, Olive Morris and Claudia Jones. And those were the people that I thought, you know what, I'll choose and I'll speak about. And yeah, it's just been a busy time. I went to Birmingham to finish the final bit of filming for the new series that's coming out soon that I'll be able to tell you the name of very soon and so you'll see me on BBC3 doing like a little fitness series and if you're listening to this on Monday happy Monday so my TEDx talk is today TEDx Sussex Uni send me all of your good vibes um it'll be really really fun and if you're listening to this on any other day then I don't know how you plan your life but okay whatever thanks um but yeah that's really it for me that's enough of my shenanigans and now I'm going to intro the baby boy the baby boy that has joined us today Ellis hi hey Kalechi hi hey girl how are you I'm good I'm really good always good so Ellis, a.k.a. Spiritual Baddie, Mm -hmm. just doing bits, doing Mm -hmm. bobs. But the reason that um, I invited you onto the show today is because your book. My book, girl, one in a million, a million in one. Yes. A spiritual guide to living your best life. Mm -hmm. So this is the book for those who um, don't know. And if you're listening on um, Spotify or whatever, don't worry. Like, I'll, I'll send you the link so you can purchase this. Um, it's amazing, Ellis. Well done. So, Ellis Ayo Thompson, you've been doing bits, you've been doing bobs. How long did it take you to write this book? Um, I've been writing over like two years. Mm. Um, so it took me like two years, 60,000 words, like five drafts. Wow. Mm-hmm. But that's meticulous because, you know, people are like banging out things in six months just for the sake of mm-hmm. it. But you, you gave mm-hmm. this. And... When we were talking, you told me something about how you ended up redrafting it because of ego. Yes. What happened? Basically, in like 2016, I wanted it to be done in 2017. Mm. And then, no, wait. I wanted it in 2017, I wanted it to be done in. No. In 2016, <laughs> I wanted it to be done in 2017. Yeah, yeah. And then 2017 came and then. I went through so much. I didn't write that much in 2017, mm-hmm. but in my head, it was nearly finished. Mm-hmm. And then when I've looked back at it, I'm like, 
who wrote this? After mm. I went through what I went through mm-hmm. and learned about myself, you know, I learned more deeper lessons. I read it back. I said, who wrote this? I was changing everything because I was like, yo, like that is hella like introspective, like too introspective, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I could completely edit it um, along with as well because I wrote a dissertation because mm. I've graduated in 2018. So I just like was able to redraft it and just write it like from a a, a, a more understandable and relatable perspective Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. but that's that's what i really enjoy about like the journey that you've been on to writing it so you know i encourage listeners and everyone to really get involved like get involved with supporting this book because it's it's very personal Mm -hmm. it's very personal Mm -hmm. and and we don't have that space for people to share of themselves in Mm -hmm. this way so um I'm just going to read you the blurb at the back. It says here, imagine living a life free of mental torment. Imagine healing from pain, withstanding the rain. Imagine responding to change, harmonious, rather than emotional loneliness. Imagine living a life in love with yourself, so anybody else you share such with feels like a bonus. Imagine having the freedom societally and financially to travel the world. Imagine being in a state of clarity so strongly you create your own reality. Imagine glowing from the inside out. See, my human characteristics said otherwise. A blend of such in this world doesn't get you a seat at the table to glow in true satisfaction and well-being, never mind prosperity and success. What does a spirit journeying as a queer person of colour in a toxic conditioning have to do? I don't, um, I don't want instability, anxiety, depression, suicide, drugs, torture or murder. I learned to cry out to God, how to meditate, to elevate, to feel my upcoming more than my upbringing, to own my authenticity and remember the power of my creation. I also learned to have my ego in a constant state of contour and to keep source energy on the line all the time. Moreover, I learned how to be present. As a result, I graduated from self-hate to self-love. I also graduated um, Bachelor's of Science in Psychology. I traded what society says about me for my own inner voice that is in our creation. This book is the reminder of what all our higher selves already know, just lost in our spiritual amnesia. I hope my transparency in what I learned in the depths of darkness and in striving to become light can assist you in connecting with your higher self. The depleting of our energy living solely in this third dimensional society suggests there's no other option but to create our own heaven. We must transform our dark to light. The world has nothing to offer us living in a separated low frequency. Read more to go within first, then live your best life second. The spiritual shift is happening. It's time to unite. Don't allow ignorance to leave you behind. And that is a motherfucking word. Do (laughs) not allow ignorance Mm -hmm. to leave you behind. When did you come to that realization? Um, You know what? You know when I wrote that blurb, it was like... At the end, I had like drafted blurbs before mm-hmm. and then once I like finished the book and I was actually writing the blurb in the actual like editing mm. document, I just ended with that like don't let ignorance leave you behind because I was like, wait, like my book, as you said, is mm. is personal. Mm-hmm. So it's my like transparency. Mm-hmm. It's my truth. Mm. And it's like, and alongside that, it's like a self-help book. So I'm like, mm. don't let ignorance leave you behind. Like, mm. this is a book. I put everything on the table for this book to mm. get me. I'm completely transparent in this book. Mm. So don't like, why wouldn't you read it? Like, don't let ignorance to leave you behind. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if people are telling you that there's a spiritual shift happening and, and people can feel it and mm. go with it. But why do you think that people 
are behind like mm-hmm. what, what's happening there because some of us are clocking onto the thing like i think that um as um i guess oprah would describe it and things like we're seekers mm-hmm. we 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 realize that there's more yeah. that we are um meant to be doing mm-hmm. in this life and we're, we're all choosing different mm-hmm. ways to do it but there are some people quite a lot of people who are committed to mm-hmm. not moving mm-hmm. why mm. i think the, the the notion of the third dimensional society it doesn't um, you know, instill within us understanding of spirituality, understanding of energy. Mm. Um, I think people are scared to step out of their comfort zone a lot. Mm-hmm. And obviously comfort zone is what you can see and what you can touch rather mm-hmm. than believe in something bigger and higher than you, you mm-hmm. know. So I think people like kind of fear the unknown. Mm-hmm. When you gotta welcome the unknown, you gotta step out into the unknown. You've got to surrender unknown. to the mm-hmm. unknown because that's where all the joy is. Mm-hmm. And like it's interesting to me because like you said, like comfort zone is what you can see, what you can feel, what you can touch. But actually the the magnificence of life, mm-hmm. it, it surpasses our senses. Uh-huh. It surpasses a, these senses, mm-hmm. these physical mm-hmm. senses that mm-hmm. we have. And if we only um, enslave ourselves to these senses that we currently have, then mm-hmm. we actually can't experience mm-hmm. higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those who are just wondering, like, how did Ennis end up here? Like, what, what are we doing? Um, so we initially got talking when I went on Get the Belt podcast, which is yes. big up, big up Miles and Cash. Mm-hmm. Um, we got talking there and there was just like this in, like instant connection. Mm-hmm. First of all, because you're from Liverpool uh-huh. and I went to uni in Liverpool mm-hmm. and I had some of my best years and worst years mm-hmm. there. But... Um, I love that city mm-hmm. so, so much. Mm-hmm. And the history of the actual city. So much history. So much history. so much history. How do you think that that carved you? Um, okay, so growing up in Liverpool, I'm from Toxteth, which is the only... Book, book. <laughs> you know, L.A. Book, you book. already know, girl, <laughs> L.A. Which is, um, the they say it's the first black community in Britain mm-hmm. um, due to how far they can date back um, black generations mm-hmm. there. Um so it's like, I experienced racism so much, girl. Ooh. Oh my gosh, yes. Ooh. I experienced so much racism. The, the like, my worst case um, scenario was, like, my last day of school. I was 16. Mm. I was walking home. Um, and people done something behind me, like, to a car. Mm. Um and all it was is throw a bottle in the road mm-hmm. and the car had to like swerve the bottle. Mm-hmm. So instead of swerving, the, well, he swerved the bottle, but then he done a U-turn. Mm-hmm. So everyone started running. Um, so I'm like, well, I remember when I was I was a kid, if you're getting chased, if you don't run, the person doesn't come to you because mm-hmm. they know it's not you. Mm-hmm. So that ran through my mind. I'm like, okay, little did I forget my blackness and the size of my hair. Yeah. So as I've walked the opposite way to the people running, mm-hmm. um, two girls have came with me, like two of my um, old friends. And then they was like, what if he comes? What if he comes? I was like, they're not going to, he's not going to come. It clearly wasn't us. Mm. They're two white girls. I'm like, he's not going to come. Why? Who told me to say that? Because who pulls up the car and wow. is like, um, um, can I say the answer? Yeah, yeah. Um, why does he pull up the car? And he's like, you fucking nigga. You're wow. watching I get out of the car. You're a dead man. He like jumped out the car. He kicked me wow. and he went to punch me. He's like, you're not but a slave. Wow. Um, go back where you come from. All that stupidness. Um, so growing up in Liverpool, it very much taught me how not to be, to be honest. Wow. <laughs> it taught me how not to be. Um, and it just like, I knew there was more. I had to be somewhere else to be more, that was more diverse, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when I started visiting London, I was like, I have to be here. I have to be here. But what's mad to me is that like, what, the first thing I noticed when I moved to um Liverpool for uni was just how many biracial and like 
multi-ethnic mm-hmm. people I actually saw, mm-hmm. but just so many like mixed mm-hmm. race people. That's what mm-hmm. I saw when I was mm-hmm. there. And so then I was just like, why? And then I found out and about the ports yeah. and everything mm-hmm. else and how it wasn't just, um, you know, the transatlantic slave trade because we had the Tate and Lyle building mm-hmm. there. So the sugar mills mm-hmm. were there as well. Mm-hmm. And it was such a thriving mm-hmm. city. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had that then um, during Windrush, we also had that influx yeah. of um, semen mm-hmm. as well. Um, so there were, there were so many things that were happening Yet, with people with such rich histories, I found that the general um, people that I would end up mm-hmm. speaking to actually weren't very aware mm-hmm. of their they own history. They don't know anything. I'm just like, but fam, wh- where do you think your skin comes uh-huh. from? Like, you're not out here mm-hmm. being white like mm-hmm. the rest of these men mm-hmm. them. So wh- why don't you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, Liverpool is a very whitewashed city. Um, and it's so funny, the difference that I made between Liverpool and London is when I'm in Liverpool, like, I'm black. We, we're we're yes. just black. Yeah, you get yeah, me? Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. how we grow up. Mm. So now I come to London, everyone's like, what are you mixed with? What are you mixed <laughs> with? And I'm like, I've never had this conversation this many times in a short amount of time. I'm like, damn, I'm like, I'm black. Gosh. <laughs> but yeah, that was that, that was interesting to me when I when I moved to London. So within that community, because mm-hmm. Toxif, working class community, first, you know, um, documented black community in the UK, like, you know, in terms of how long it can be dated back. But then we have people who are of, you know, there, there are people who over here, they'd say, oh, yeah, you know, or in London, they'd be like, they're black, you're mixed. How did they identify or were you all just together as black? Mm-hmm, we're all together as black. Like you're the lighter shade, like you're yeah. the light brown or you're dark skinned, you're black. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's just like, if you're not white, you're black. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And if like, if you're not white, that means you're you're subject to racism, basically. And what's your family makeup like? Mm. Um. Yeah, like my family is very mixed. Mm. So like, um, my mix in this order is English, Guyanese, and Nigerian. Wow. So um, that's where the AO comes from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Calabar. Wow. Um, Big up Calabar people there. Yeah. So in Liverpool, you have a, a lot of a lot of mixed people mm. and a lot of history. Um, but people aren't aware of the history. That is what was so frustrating mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking at them thinking like, wow, your bone structure, your this, mm-hmm. like your name. Mm-hmm. But but they sometimes people would say their name and it would take me a minute because of the Liverpudlian <laughs> accent. It would take me a minute to clock that they've just said a Nigerian uh-huh, name. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. you're Nigerian? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's Nigerian. Yeah. Like, just, wow. So what what's happening with that? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? I don't know. Literally, like, I don't know what it is. I think um, it's definitely just completely whitewashed. So we're not like, we're not in an environment where people aren't in an environment to hold on to their culture. You have to remember to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad spent so many years Rastafarian. So mm. he would like put that culture on us as we grow up. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that, if if they don't like, if your parents or your family don't take any like initiate initiative mm-hmm. to like you know remind you of your culture, mm. you can be whitewashed like that. And but then saying that on the flip side, then we had the toxic riots. Mm-hmm. So the racial tension is there. Like mm-hmm. you can whitewash only so far mm-hmm. because it's very like I used to live just like white. Well, but for third year of uni, I'm, I moved pretty much to Toxteth. So I was living mm-hmm. like near Egberth and Smithdown Road and mm-hmm. all of that. But um, when I'd walk through Toxteth, because that's where I'd go to go and get like, there was a Nigerian food shop there where I could mm-hmm. go and buy my meat and stuff mm-hmm. to cook. 
like derelict houses. Everything was just like boarded up. It was a mess. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, but this is, see, why has this not been fixed Mm -hmm. since your riots? Mm -hmm. Because I'm all here in Big Big 2005 to 2008. Mm -hmm. You won European City Mm -hmm. of Culture. Why does it still Mm -hmm. look like this? What Mm -hmm. are you doing? Mm -hmm. And they just left it. Girl, the people in Taxify was like, who wants who won Capital Culture in 2008? <laughs> yeah. Everyone looked at each other like, huh? Like, why are we winning Capital Culture out of the whole world? Are you crazy? Because we're out here getting racism and everything. Right. I was like, mm-mm, it's a fix. I don't know what type of thing that is. <laughs> I was like, no. I swear. I was like, mm-mm. But yeah, there's so many like derelict buildings, like houses, mm. still to this day. But I've seen like a few... Um, they have a few like documentaries on BBC where they sell them for one pound. Are you lying? Yeah, some of them they sell them for one pound and then you refurbish them. I swear it's been all on the TV. But it's so unfair, you I know? know. It's so unfair because the whole point of having that um seat of culture, capital of culture, is that they gave you money to now do up mm-hmm. your city. Like mm-hmm. you have a rich history. Mm-hmm. But but that's what's that was also what was interesting to me. It's awarded based on the rich, rich history that Liverpool has, but nobody wants to talk about the history mm-hmm. that Liverpool has. Mm-hmm. How did you go from such a thriving? city slave trade to then just boom down right where the where the um you know the amount that people are earning is just despicable mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just like yeah you know it was on par with glasgow like mm-hmm. they were moving mad mm-hmm. um you know in terms of funding that they mm-hmm. gave the city mm-hmm. horrendous mm-hmm. yet I think that just the same thing that I say about Britain generally until people start addressing the history no matter how horrible it is there's not we're not going to move forward mm-hmm. no because it's like if you don't if you don't speak about the history you're gonna have like you know old like older people's views and like the older people when they was young everything was white in britain do you yeah, get yeah, me so yeah, if you yeah. don't speak about that history then it's just gonna linger there and that's exactly what we've seen with liverpool you know people still have that segregated mindset yeah. because the history is not shared or spoke about yeah. or anything like that but you know i'm gonna bring it to them good good mm-hmm. and i'm glad and i feel like you mm-hmm. are but you know this is what I love about the fact that you've written a book that that includes all of these things. Like mm-hmm. you are proud of where you've you've grown out of. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important mm-hmm. to talk about because people mm-hmm. like to come with some brand new movements. And I'm just like, yeah, but who 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 are you? Where, mm-hmm. where, where were you formed? Mm-hmm. What then? shaped you? Right. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we talking about that? Mm-hmm. But then you refer to yourself in the blurb as a person of color. Mm-hmm. How do you identify like what are your um identity signifiers like mm-hmm. in the societal sense because we know that you're a spiritual being mm-hmm. that's clear mm-hmm. but in the physical sense mm-hmm. in this what what do you what what are it's, your identifiers so to keep it short i say a queer person of color mm. qpoc because i can yeah, type that fast folks, you yeah. know to be honest i have a tattoo on my arm evolving mm. being unloved because when someone asks me this question this is what i would like to say mm. but obviously physically like i would just say um qpoc because it's just the shortest thing mm. so i am a queer, I am non-binary, I am gender fluid, mm. I am a biological male, I mm. am black, mm. and I am a young person with an old soul. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So I just think that all of these things are just beautiful. How do your family embrace it? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, mm-hmm. men, I think, you know, yeah. the fathers usually mm-hmm. struggle. Mm-hmm. But how's it been with your father? You know what, with my dad, like, um, he has like grew to have an open mind mm. um he spent many years being rastafarian so you know uh you would think people would generally believe that because of his um his beliefs that he wouldn't accept me mm-hmm. but you know love wins all and he knows yes. that i'm yeah. his child you yeah. get me so he still loves me and he supports me like every day 
Mm-hmm, which... And you, you talk about gender fluidity as well. Mm-hmm. And I know that you love Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Like you serve us mm-hmm. looks mm-hmm. when it comes to Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about that. Like, because that was, you're how old? 22. Yes. You're I was 21 when I did the Aaliyah look. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So with the Aaliyah look, obviously, like I grew up like with MTV based on like, mm-hmm. so when she was just like, passing like that was always on the tv Aaliyah mm-hmm. um jump forward then I gr- I'm grown into a teenager and like her music is just ah yeah her music just so everything central, yeah. and then when I was a young teenager like I would always get like flashes and like downloads like in in my head of like stuff of things like to me at the time it would just feel like a dream mm. you know but then now it's actually coming to pass so like from before I wore the done the Aaliyah look and the Aaliyah outfit I had already downloaded that like years before mm-hmm. it so it's something that I knew I wanted to do for a long time mm. and then I got invited to a fancy dress party for Halloween and I got told to do Aaliyah well no I chose to do Aaliyah yeah, Look, yeah. listen to me I got told to do Aaliyah <laughs> spirit spirit told me yeah <laughs> so then when I did the Aaliyah look like I got my cousin to make me the outfit um it was last minute mm. I did my own makeup and who knew that I was gonna look like that it was, I was like, wild i was just like whoa i really that's a look mm-hmm. that, is a, that was a look i channeled her i won best dress that night and i didn't even go and collect my award i was too busy living my <laughs> in, in, in my best life in heaven they was calling me on the microphone i was too busy there like boy i didn't even get my award but yeah that's amazing mm-hmm. because the title of the book reminds mm-hmm. me of that as well yeah. the song and then one in a million a million and one um obviously she has a song one in a million and that song, like, I think maybe she, pla- like, maybe that seed was, like, she planted that seed within me through that song. Mm. But um, that wasn't my initial initial thought process mm-hmm. was, oh, Aaliyah done this, let me do this, mm. you know? I, behind the title, I want to just say one in a million. Yes, we are one in a million, mm. but come on, we're also a million in one. Like, let's unify, like, it's time. Like, we can't just live separated, being one in a million, you know? Yeah. That's, like, uniqueness. And then a million in one is obviously authenticity. And in authenticity, there's a connection. Yeah, and also what I took away from the title is that there are... There's, you're one in a million, yes, but also there are so many. There are a million stories mm-hmm. in one person, mm-hmm. and a million lifetimes, mm-hmm. you know, or just you know, a millennia of mm-hmm. of living mm-hmm. within us mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. as well as um, galaxies mm-hmm. within us. Mm-hmm. Because if we're saying that we're made of the things that um, the, the universe is made of, mm-hmm. and we are children of the universe, and that means that a million mm-hmm. galaxies just mm-hmm. exist within us. Girl, there's so much that we can't see. Like, yeah. we're so multidimensional. We're literally star- walking pieces of stardust. Yes, like, yes. And, oh, if people could really just start to grasp and understand the, the non-physical, mm. oh, we could elevate. We could, we could. And that's what, and that's what I pray for. That's what I hope mm-hmm. for. And that's like my main thing for having this podcast is that, you know, I talk about the things that are happening societally, but ultimately it's me talking about it as almost like a spiritual being, having this human experience mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. life and just saying it how I see it, because why not? Mm-hmm. Why, why else are we here then? Yeah. What's the point then? Right. Right. Um. <clears throat> so we're going to read a section of the book because I spoke to you when we were talking about Aaliyah and I said to you, well, how did you feel about the, obviously the abuse that we know that she Mm -hmm. suffered at the hands of Mm -hmm. R. Kelly, no matter how Mm -hmm. people want to dress it up. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to take us through your section on sexualization? So if, um, when you all purchased this book Mm -hmm. on page 182, there's um, a section about 
sexualization and as someone who was sexually abused when I was younger and I know how it refracted my sense of self and my um subsequent like relationships and things like that I just thought that this was really interesting as a a bit could you read it to us Mm -hmm. so sexualization Mm. regarding one's sexual behavior regardless of orientation I think we can all agree that we live in a hypersexualized society this is because whether you're 10 20 30 or 40 I guarantee many generations have been conditioned during a time the media specifically music has been selling sex meaning the popular music especially the R&B genre that many people of color are strongly conditioned by contain lyrics that represent sexualization Many of us don't process this consciously as an issue. In addition, so many people suffer sexual trauma and in return a misalignment with their sexual behavior, meaning nobody feels equipped to have this type of discussion because we keep it in the dark of the night. However, bring your attention to the subconscious processing we go through based on the music that drums in our ears and the lyrics we recite. Mm. We know music has the power to control our emotions and we also know the power of the tongue though as time continues it's as if the music industry increases in the explicitness of sexual behavior as a 90s babies and a naughty's child it's astounding to think our musical conditioning is a whole sexual conditioning mm. what if this is one of the main reasons us westerners need to purge spiritually throughout our development as innocent children we sing along to provocative lyrics that are actually disgusting to our purity or because it's what's considered popular indeed music is for entertainment and satisfaction but i would like to ask anybody with authentic messages and a taste for music to continue to make sounds that align with the light of the souls listening if any of us project any type of darkness without transforming it to light indeed in the review of our life after death it won't feel nice mm. so why is the third dimensional notion of society injecting us with hypersexualization our whole lives sarah jakes roberts calls it poison and it very well is we have seen a whole generation of spirits journeying in a human body easily share their soul through the act of sex as an offset of a perverted system mm. sex should be a mutual collaboration of two people who feel that much love for each other that they're willing to use their physical bodies to entwine their energies of course at the developed age including physical consent we should also strive for spiritual consent yet many of us are sharing this intimacy with energy vampires perverts with money eye candy with a rotten soul and sometimes unfortunately away from our free will Mm. i do not pedestal myself away from these people because i have been there myself however Mm. opening up to the light and then strive to become it has allowed me to reclaim my sexuality and yes my orientation is still homosexual though my sexual behavior is now controlled by my higher conscious not the notion of society Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A prime example is the stories about R. Kelly, somebody with trapped emotional trauma whilst given a position to project his authenticity. Mm. Many of our first sexual experiences occur prematurely. Regarding males, this is an impositive coloration with the social construct of a man, including lack of emotional transparency, thus intelligence. Is the value of such hypermasculinity worth the regenerated abuse and trauma? I think we as a society need to reevaluate our cognitive coins. Indeed, men are the problem, but men also have a problem, which mm. is their conditioning of hypermasculinity. In the case of the darkness within R. Kelly, this has been projected to thousands of us, and he has the audacity to create music both completely opposite and in alignment to his abusive actions. Woo. The deception of darkness is real. Understanding duality is essential. This is why emotional transparency is key for spiritual alignment and fulfilling your great to purpose otherwise we can be completely led astray and not even know yes that's it let's take it there let's <sighs> there wolf wolf Girl. that you read r kelly I, you read you read him for to, filth i had to because i obviously like i was just trying to 
obviously I was understanding it with Aaliyah in the picture as mm-hmm. well at first and it was just like I couldn't get it I couldn't get it mm-hmm. so I had to really just like dig deep what is this issue where mm-hmm. does this come from mm-hmm. you know and it's a hard it's a hard pill for like for me to swallow even just thinking about mm-hmm. it you know mm-hmm. and even trying to make connections it's not it doesn't ugh, it's not nice to do but yeah. then once like once you realize okay once I concluded with it's literally hypermasculinity mm-hmm. it's like I felt a sense of clarity because I know energy is real and mm-hmm. I know that divine, the divine feminine is, you know, mm. flowing right now and mm. it's going to be a better world one day. It's going to mm-hmm. be, amen. It's going to be a better world one day. And I think that what really struck me was when you talked about R. Kelly making music that's so opposite mm-hmm. to his predatory behavior and some music that's actually very much aligned with mm-hmm. it. So we existed in this um Cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. with him, mm-hmm. where but you gave me, I believe I can fly. So, how right. are you the same bitch? How are you the right. same bitch right. who's doing all right. of this? So, how, and so I understand why people are having a hard time let, separating that song that they mm-hmm. like. Yeah, okay, you want it for your graduation, babe, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. maybe not, mm-hmm. maybe not, mm-hmm. because he's still alive. And whether you realize it or not, you stream the music, he gets the mm-hmm. money. So, mm-hmm. mm. and that's the thing, it's like. You with R. Kelly, you just really see um, his songs like "I Believe" and like, "I Can Fly." You can see his alignment, yes. right? And then you can see his other songs. He done a whole disgusting music type of storyline. Yeah, um, trapped in a closet, trapped in a closet, closet yeah, behind yeah. closed doors, and all that fucking yes. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, then you see also him representing his um, his his trap trauma yeah, yeah, and how yeah, that yeah, has yeah. built up built up yeah and it's like so it's like his alignment and then his misalignment yeah and it's like now i like to i like understand things of like the veil is no longer there like the dark yeah. and light mixes and that you can see that with yeah. in that case and and when he did that interview with gail i just felt I felt anger. I felt so many things, but also I saw a traumatized man. Mm-hmm. I will never ever excuse his behavior. Mm-hmm. And this is what I find like some of the aunties, the celebrity aunties are doing on social mm-hmm. media and it makes me sick. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that aren't saying his name explicitly, mm-hmm. it's just like, but babe, you have children. Why the mm-hmm. fuck are you backing a man mm-hmm. who would do these mm-hmm. things? I understand that he's traumatized because he couldn't even seem to grasp mm-hmm. the level of damage he's done mm-hmm. to so so mm-hmm. many girls mm-hmm. um and consequently women mm-hmm. and so when he was talking i was just like you really don't get right. it you really mm-hmm. do not get it and, and that's why it's possible to make such songs because he separates those mm-hmm. parts it's all compartmentalized mm-hmm. they're not mm-hmm. one being mm-hmm. for him and what's happening now is because the, the way that he's been exposed on such a major scale on social media and things like that like you said the veil's been lifted and now mm-hmm. those parts of him mm-hmm. have to culminate have mm-hmm. to reconcile somehow mm-hmm. and he doesn't know how mm-hmm. to deal with that mm-hmm. and i think that is like the case for like many men like um in regards to the the trapped emotion because it all stems from trapped emotional trauma yes. you know and so, then, and then eschewing and and, mm-hmm. and 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 a disregard a dis- being dismissive of the divine feminine that mm-hmm. is where mm-hmm. they find themselves right so it's like just because they're not a, men are not supposed to you know show emotional transparency mm. or show their emotions like from especially being a black man you know mm. from a young age and it's like what what is this this view worth like mm. it's a it's a social construct yes right so it's a social construct of a man worth the abuse spread to hundreds and thousands of people yes you know and that's not even just that's not even just sexual so mm. many so many like factors that um come from hypermasculinity mm. you know like hypermasculinity 
oh, girl, greed and everything. everything. It was. I'm like, uh-uh, something's not right. Something mm. is not right. Hypermasculinity will fucking like end the world. Yeah. Like, and, 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 and oh, it's 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 a lot. And it's about balance. It's about balance. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm hoping for more people, that mm-hmm. balance. So um, people wanting to purchase the book, where can they go to get it? Amazon. Um, yeah, Amazon. Just Amazon. Amazon. It's available in digital and it's available in print as well. Perfect. And it's called One in a Million, A Million in One. So support the thing because there's so much in there. And what I love is that, you know, when we share our personal experiences and things like that and what we've learned from it, it's not a case of everyone coming to agree with us. It's this is this is our life. Mm-hmm. You know, this is our life and this is what we're putting forward. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, thank you for writing this. Thank you for sharing this with thank us. You. A part that of means you. everything. Um, so let's get into the tarot then. So our collective, you know, our message for the collective. Would you shuffle the card for oh, me? Oh, happily. <laughs> <laughs> Spiritual baddie will shuffle the card. <laughs> so, just what the collective message is, what the message is for us this week, and I appreciate that so many of you are being more open and 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 messaging me, emailing me to say that the readings are really helping you. I'll read out a couple of letters in a bit. Like, it means a lot to me because I take this really, really seriously, and it's a way for us to just help each other and get general advice. So you can pick out a card for us. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, Queen of Wands. I think that this is great. This is really, really great in terms of energy. Like Queen of Wands, she's one of my favorite um, mm-hmm. cards in the deck because she just looks like she's about her shit. Mm-hmm. Like the Queen of Wands, she's just there, very regal. Very sure of what she wants to manifest mm-hmm. in that. And we're, as we're slowly moving into springtime mm-hmm. as well, I think that this is the time that we start to see um, the fruits of our labor. Mm-hmm. Like she's given us that fire energy. She's given us just like all of that. She's bringing fire to the table. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're being asked as a collective to really delve into our inner fire. Like this is not mm-hmm. a time to be meek and mild. Mm-hmm. You've done that for so long. There is a time, there is a season for every for every manner of being. And now you're being asked to find your inner fire and stop doing this inside voice business. You all, We all need to start using our outside mm-hmm, voice. Mm-hmm, we need to start using mm-hmm. our outside voice and going out there and bringing mm-hmm, things to us. Mm-hmm. And what I loved, and it still comes back to the book, mm-hmm. is that we started chatting and you messaged and you were like, I want to, I want you to, I want to give you this book. I want mm-hmm. you to see it. And in that we were like, yeah, you know, let's mm-hmm. have a podcast episode. Let's mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. it. If we don't put ourselves out there, if we mm-hmm. don't use that inner fire mm-hmm. and put ourselves out there, mm-hmm. the things that are meant for us will just take a longer time to find mm-hmm. us. That's not to say that they won't find us. Mm-hmm. They'll just take a longer time mm-hmm. to get to us. Yeah. And just to add to that, like it's like stepping out on faith and stepping out on belief. Yes. Because that's the, you know, if, if, if people like to use the word gifted and stuff but the one gift that we all have is the power of belief yes you know so if you can believe in yourself enough to you know tap into your inner fire mm-hmm. and you know make the phone calls make the emails yeah. and all that stuff definitely go forward go ahead and now's the time that's it because mm-hmm. i think that a fire that you don't tend to will burn out mm-hmm. and so many of us have that fire and some of us are shy of it and we don't we don't do anything to keep it kindled mm-hmm. we don't keep we don't do the work to keep mm-hmm. it ignited mm-hmm. this is the time mm-hmm. this is the time and it's funny because in my book i actually say like um you know like i'm no different than anybody mm. you know um but the fire inside me burns 
brighter than the fire around me. Mm. And I want everybody to have that belief. Know that we have this inner fire within us that will always burn brighter than mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the fire around us, you know? Mm. So don't, you can't get burnt if you're, if you're, if you're so bright, you know? Yes. And it's, a, it's, it's again, that Phoenix energy, not being scared mm-hmm. of the flames, not being scared of it because sometimes it will consume you, but that's done so you can have a rebirth. So even if you feel like what the issue is right now with that Queen of Wands energy is that you feel like the fire is taking over or is consuming mm-hmm. you and you don't quite know how to work through the process mm-hmm. of change, just understand that you come out more beautiful for it mm-hmm. and come out stronger for it. Mm-hmm. So just really channel your Queen of Wands energy, channel that energy of just knowing that that this is your season this is your time yep. use that fire and do what you need to do could you pick an affirmation card for us sure shall i shuffle them yeah too? yeah <laughs> i love your top it says pagan yes do you know what logo it is <laughs> the friends uh-huh. yeah friends um, i love it but yeah and some real queen shit because the Defiant Feminine, you know, Queen this, of Wands. And this is it. This is it. And I love that she has like her sunflower, Um, you know, in the traditional deck, she has a sunflower. She's just chilling there. Talking about fertility, talking about... Oh, wow. So the card we've got, the affirmation card we've got says, um, I am a magnet attracting love in its purest form. Love is always available to us. It is sometimes available in a form that we are not accustomed to seeing it. Trust that you are love and therefore mm-hmm. you attract love. Look for love's presence everywhere you are. I love that. <laughs> it, goes, it goes so back to us talking about the non-physical. Yes. Because it's like you have to tap into the love that you can't see. And we have this love within us. Right. Right. You like it sometimes it feels like you can't feel it because the people you're surrounded by. But when I tell you, like the love is within you. Yes. Like it's within you. And you have to do whatever you have to do to heal to either to basically get to that love you know and to embrace to it to embrace it it's the worst it's the worst thing because we sometimes feel like we're not worth our own love mm-hmm. and therefore how can you feel like you're worth anybody mm-hmm. else's mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know we don't truly take mm-hmm. it in mm-hmm. um and i think that that's that's really really important so yeah that is that that's well that's your tarot for this week though those are your messages you know quick succinct that's it mm-hmm. those are your messages you are attracting love in its purest form but you've got to see it in its purest form sometimes it doesn't look like roses and chocolates mm-hmm. and diamond rings sometimes it's people showing up for you and holding space for you and just being there sometimes it's you loving on yourself and having some stillness like mm-hmm. i mentioned in previous weeks like find love in its purest form without the capitalist hyperconsumerist narratives around mm-hmm. love really think about what love is mm-hmm. and 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 what it isn't yeah and when you think about what love is if you uh, uh, create conditions to bring that reevaluate Re-eva- what you think love right. is because it's unconditional it's unconditional right That's so you it. have to go higher first and within first which is unconditional this is it and then the conditions fall into place but i feel like people are just so mixed up on certain like for external conditions yes. and you know, but like you, you have, have to, to be within. earning this amount mm-hmm. and you have to do this and you uh-uh. have to do that. You just have to understand that people show love in their own way. And that's one thing I talked to with my therapist about recently that I've started to notice the ways in which, for instance, my partner, he shows 
love in ways that I haven't been used to seeing. So I, for ages, I didn't actually recognize it as love. You know, he, it, was, it was more dutiful acts, mm-hmm. doing things that he knew would make my life easier. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, mm, he's just doing things. But actually to sit back and understand that somebody is taking the time out mm-hmm. of their life, their story, to make sure that I can have things just mm-hmm. ready for me. Mm-hmm. That's part of the love. Mm-hmm. Notice the things that people do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because love is a verb mm-hmm. to doing, mm-hmm. you know, and notice the things that people do, mm-hmm. no matter how small, to mm-hmm. just m- let you know that they care mm-hmm. that you exist mm-hmm. and they are happy that mm-hmm. you exist. Mm-hmm. It matters. Definitely. Matters. So then in um, Magnificence this week, I've got two letters. So I'll just read those out quickly. Um, thank you for now sending your letters in. Now that you've, you trust me that I'm back for a little bit, you've started sending letters in again. So I appreciate it. Um, just getting to which one no it's the one i want from is this this one okay yeah let's start with this one it says here hi kalechi i hope you're well i'm a baby girl from france and i've wanted to message you for a long time i just want to express my gratitude for all of your hard work i bought your affirmation cards and planner and i count on keeping supporting because it really speaks to me i listen to all of your podcasts the theme song is like an anthem to me and it helped me a lot first there are conversations about black women and how we navigate space every day and our feelings and aspirations it was refreshing because i don't really have a circle to talk about these things and sym helped me think about those things but the thing I really want to thank you for is therapy. I just came from my first session with my therapist, a black woman, so rare in France, and it was freeing. I realized that I've taken the loads of everybody and neglected myself. Like you already talked about, I mothered my entire family from my parents to my sisters and my niece, even though I am the youngest and I'm emotionally overwhelmed and too hard on myself. You were one of my biggest inspirations to seek help and to take care of my mental health. Every episode made me think about myself personally or professionally. It dragged me for the better version of myself i know you are doing a lot and taking so much abuse along the way so i commend you you are truly a leader for black women everywhere especially on social media i don't know how you do it because i want to share my views but i feel like you have to let people into your life for your content to be authentic and i'm not so much on social media and i'm extremely private sally is so great and on point i feel you should have a tv show with everything and can't wait to see you on screens especially in black panther too but but so thank you for everything you are truly appreciated and i wanted to express my gratitude because it helps me being the better version of myself p.s there is a big card on my home desk saying be comfortable or be excellent it can be great for your merchandise thank you (laughs) thank you i haven't utilize that one be great or be excellent i'm sorry be comfortable or be excellent i feel Mm -hmm. like those are the choices that we have to make and that's just what we spoke about the comfort zone right do you want to be comfortable do you want to stay in your comfort Mm -hmm. zone and and Mm -hmm. fear continue to fear the unknown Mm -hmm. or do you want to be excellent do you Mm -hmm. want to get done what you Mm -hmm. said you were coming to do in this Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. don't settle for safe that's what i I learned through sarah jakes roberts i was like she has a book called don't settle for safe Mm. and it's like you're either going to be safe in your comfort zone or you're going to step out into faith Mm. not fearing yes because you know that you are going to attract all things positive that's it and there's i feel like there can only be great experiences coming from that Mm -hmm. and so we've got another letter um and i like that to mention therapy because if anything sometimes we do podcasts we do Mm -hmm. things right and we're just like is it 
is it is it having an impact? Mm-hmm. Not an impact in terms of numbers. I don't really give a shit about mm-hmm. numbers, but is it having an impact? Like, are the people who are listening, do they feel better for mm-hmm. it? Or am I sapping their energy and making them feel, mm-hmm. like, what am I leaving them mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. in that transference, mm-hmm. you know, in that mm-hmm. exchange, that spiritual exchange, whenever they listen to this podcast. And I always want it for people to listen mm-hmm. and go out and be like, you know what? I am that fucking, I am that bitch, mm-hmm. try me. Mm-hmm. And to go out into the world and take what is theirs and, and, and really own it. And so sometimes when I get letters and, um, women are talking about you know I've I've now got into therapy mm-hmm. it means the world to me because I'm just like yes like mm-hmm. that is what we should mm-hmm. be doing mm-hmm. caring for ourselves yeah and just kickstarting you know somebody else's yes. self-courage journey. let's go you know let's go and that's that message is lovely I love when you read that read the next <laughs> <laughs> next one is um hey Kalechi I wanted to nominate you for share your magnificence this week you know um, Kay, when you write SYM this week I don't know whether you're telling me to suck my mum But no, she put at the title Share Your Magnificence I wanted to nominate you for SYM this week Because it's remarkable how powerful your energy Permeates through the podcast I'm not a new listener But in the last few weeks I've been catching up with older episodes While simultaneously figuring out my life Self-actualization, my relationship with God My career path, etc And I really think God has been speaking to me through your podcast because every single tarot reading, even with the older episodes from summer 2018, are relevant to my everyday. Everything has been so on time. You've helped me through in so many ways, taught me so much about myself as a young 23-year-old Black woman and standing in my truth. And God has blessed, stroke, validated me through you. I'm grateful for you and your work. Bon Dieu, ben God bless you in Haitian Creole. Thank you. Oh, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> so you, you're all sharing with me my perceived magnificence, but for you to write in to me, that's magnificent because you're you're mm-hmm. you're you're here celebrating another black woman who's just out here celebrating another human, another soul. And that means a lot. So then um, the last one is from a baby girl. She says, hi, Kalechi. I hope you're well, particularly after the comic relief fuckeries of last week. Thank you for the blessing that is the most recent SYM episodes. Their return has re-emphasized how pivotal and necessary they are for me. I've also switched from SoundCloud to YouTube and watching your mannerisms and your facial expressions adds extra spice to the proceedings. But, but, love it. <laughs> Do you think you will reactivate your Patreon account? I did enjoy being able to contribute monthly to the wonderful world of SYM so it'll be great if you do yeah I'm considering it and also um just stopping there quickly to say thank you to everybody absolutely everybody who sent me dms who sent me emails to ask how they could um um you know support the podcast the way that Demetrius did thank you so much because it just means that I've been able to pay for so many more um sessions to record the podcast it's really really nice of you because it means that then I can focus on the studio and do other things and not worry about finances for um covering the podcast because you know money goes into it so thank you so much two slaps on your chest for everyone who's been you know doing that and supporting in that way I'm not sure about Patreon but I'll have a think so anyway back to the letter it says I just wanted to share some general magnificence. The past month has been full of fuckeries and nonsense at work, more than usual. It's exhausting, draining, and I have struggled to know how to deal with it all without losing my mind. As I reflect on the number of times you've said you don't have a boss besides the almighty, I recognize the power in that. When I want to pop off, I'm incredibly mindful that I do, and it usually holds me back. Anyway, Sha. When you came to speak with um, with us, I remember you saying to me um, as we were walking out that it's important to be kind but not nice. Two separate things that has really resonated with me this week. So while I haven't lost it, I've 
very loudly been stating clearly to members of staff, I may be a kind person, but I'm not a nice person. It has certainly brought a few people up short and I watched the immediate response of, oh, that's not true, die on their lips when they clock my facial expression. I'm not playing with these people anymore. I cannot come and kill myself. So thank you for your for those words. A month ago, I also started therapy and I absolutely wouldn't have done it and done that if it wasn't for SYM. The impact of it and the impact that it has had on my well-being, my sense of self, my ability to unpack the dark abyss of blackness that my heart and soul were lost in. Dramatic much? But that's what she wrote. Dramatic much. Um, Has been indescribable. Being able to admit that I have been sad for so long, to acknowledge that my family drained me, the weight of my duty and responsibility exhausts me, the fact that I feel my feelings are never anyone's priority, including mine. Sis, it's a lot. But I realise that I wake up in the morning without this heaviness pressing on my chest. I'm able to pray from a genuine place. I am hopeful. I know I still have a long way to go. I haven't even delved into much of what burdens me, but I'll forever be grateful that the Almighty directed me to you through SYM. So thank you. And finally, I received a message from an ex-student of mine who got into an internship in India for the summer with a substantial financial grant. This was a young woman who believed she couldn't leave home for university because her mum needed her. Her father didn't trust her to go away. Another young woman shackled by duty and responsibility. I supported, encouraged, research did all the things until she felt strong enough to do what was best for her from planning to go to an average university so she could commute from home to moving to Surrey to study English lit and law to now having the opportunity to go to India makes me so proud of her I usually have at least one story like this from each group of alumni but it was particularly uplifting now as I consider whether I'm in the right place and if all this nonsense that I deal with on a daily is worth it these stories remind me that it, that it is for now. So sending every spiritual blessing your way may all be manifested in the physical in Jesus name. Amen. 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 That was lovely. Right. Oh. 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 <laughs> I just can't. It's just so uplifting to her, you know, and it's just so nice to to for to know that somebody has sent sent a letter and have that perspective. On yeah. helping somebody else. Yes. And it's like, we really are out here, like, We're doing, living out of our hearts. Yes, yes. And where else should we mm-hmm. really be living from? Mm-hmm. And so, big up all of you that sent those letters in. Two slaps on your chest. Because, like, it takes a lot to sit down and and, and write. Mm-hmm. And write an email mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? This is how you've helped help me. Because oftentimes, you know, I do wonder myself. Like, I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I creating affirmation mm-hmm. cards? Why do I feel like I need to create a planner for people? Why am I... But I have to, I told myself to stop with the whys mm-hmm. because those, the whys are the thoughts of the person who is a slave to what's happening mm-hmm. in the physical realm. Mm-hmm. Whereas just the acceptance mm-hmm. and the surrender mm-hmm. comes from the observer, the, mm-hmm. the, the part of me mm-hmm. that knows mm-hmm. that this is just part of the journey. Mm-hmm. If I feel called to do something, mm-hmm. do it to the best of my ability mm-hmm. and keep moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, exactly that Like I pray Like it's not about me No It's about what moves through me Exactly It's not about me exactly. I will repeat that And repeat it And repeat it It's not about me It's not about me It's not about me Because it has to be A quelling A quietening mm-hmm. of the ego mm-hmm. Because the ego Makes you feel like It's about you mm-hmm. And I remind myself often That it is not about me mm-hmm. Like there are perks to it Like NGL Not gonna lie There are perks to it Like this week I got to go and watch Us um, Or last week by now I got to go and watch Us And the screening And Lupita Nyong'o was there and Jordan Peele was there mm-hmm. And I got to take my my brother with me I called him my baby brother But I got to take him with me And that was like to, It might sound a bit moist But that was 
one of like my proudest moments mm-hmm. because I was able to share with my brother mm-hmm. something that I acquired through doing this, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. and so upon all the abuse that I get sometimes online and just just the fuckeries that I see online, it's actually the perks of it means that I can share that with my mm-hmm, family mm-hmm. and and he can enjoy mm-hmm. it. And he had the best time mm-hmm. and it made me like a proud big sister to be mm-hmm. like, oh, I was able mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. for him and mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so those are the buy the buy things. But I remind myself often that this podcast isn't about me. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, I'm just trying to get the message out there. Messages, stories that we might not have heard about, perspectives that we might not have considered. Get them out there mm-hmm. so at least we can have a well-balanced mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you know the six o'clock news ain't gonna Ho! ain't gonna Ho! child. It's a lot, and actually that leads us on to um, what I wanted to talk about this week in terms of so you mad. So you mad is nice and quick. I just wanted to big up all of the indigenous people of Australia. Big up yourselves, yeah, the Aboriginals. Big up yourselves because there's been a case this week that has been ruled in Sydney, Australia. It says the High Court of Australia has handed down the biggest native title ruling affecting Aboriginal ownership of the land in decades amid claims that billions of dollars in compensation will need to be paid by governments to indigenous groups. Native title refers to the rights of Australia's indigenous people to their traditional land and water recognized by Australian common law. Lawyers, including those representing mining companies, said the ruling in favor of the Ngali Wuru and Nungali Aboriginal groups from a remote part of the Northern Territory paved the way for billions of dollars in compensation nationally. The High Court's decision will likely uh, trigger compensation applications from from many of the hundreds of native title holder groups around Australia, said Tony Denholder, in the wake of a case that a federal court ruled in uh, ruled on in 2016 before the High Court got involved. The Native Title Act came about after the landmark Mabo decision in 1993 overturned the British claim that Australia was um, terra nullius, nobody's land. Whew. Fuck you, Britain. I just wanted to just, 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 mm-hmm. just, just, to, mm-hmm. just to say fuck mm-hmm. you. Somebody's, somebody, people are actually living on land and you've come to say with your entire unseasoned chest that it's nobody's land. Do I, do they look like nobody? Who? So it found that Aboriginal rights to some, but by no means all land survived colonization and were not extinguished. Since then, Aboriginal groups have been able to file native title claims over large parts of the country. Now the High Court has handed down another landmark ruling on the matter of paying compensation for the loss of those rights, the loss of economic income related to the land and the loss of a spiritual connection to the land. And that was my favourite bit. Mm -hmm. Because when Mm -hmm. you man came and started trampling with your degadega boots on other people's land, you also refracted and disseminated their connection, their spiritual connection Mm -hmm. with their own land Mm because you came there to start moving mad. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So I'm I'm really, really happy for them that this is happening. Um the group was the the Nungali Wuru and Nungali Aboriginal groups um, were awarded in 2016 $2.3 million in damages because the federal court found that their native title rights were extinguished by the Northern Territory government when it built roads and infrastructure through their country near Timber Creek in the 1980s and, ni- um, 1980s and 1990s. About 1 million of that was for spiritual harm, which the Northern Territory and federal governments argued was excessive, but the High Court this week disagreed. Wow. 
Right. And do you remember the other day when we was talking and I was saying about the positions of the, the planets? Yes. And do you remember when I said um, about the whole... The position of the planets when Christopher Columbus invaded. Where are we back? Where are we back to? Where are we back to? <laughs> tell the people. Tell the people. Basically, um, when Christopher Columbus invaded America all them years ago, there was like three specific um, planets in a certain sign. Mm. Um, the specific planet Pluto mm. is the main is the mm. main point because Pluto obviously takes so long. Don't, it it yeah, hasn't done bit, a yeah. full circle, yeah. you know. Um, however. Where it is now today is like opposite to where it was when Christopher Columbus um, invaded America and obviously caused so much harm, abuse, murder, rape, all that shit. So so now Pluto is on the opposite side Mm. um, and the other two things are on the opposite side. Mm. So basically um, it falls into like the the signs in the the houses that are responsible for like the repaying of like karmic debt, time and karma. So on like This is what I have to remember Understand the duality I have to remember Okay there's so much darkness In the headlines yes. In the headlines yes. But you have to remember The light will always shine Because there's light Like we're sat here right now Doing this yes. You know The letters you just received yes. What ha- just happened in Australia Like uh-huh. this light is happening And it will always happen It will always continue Yes But yeah so It's like that duality So that's just That's wild It's, it's wild yeah. But basically The theme of 2019 Therefore looks like Run me my money bitch Right <laughs> You better put some respect on my name, bitch. Oh, I'm so happy for Mm -hmm. them. And I hope that this is energy that we can take everywhere because I want that same for the Native Americans. I want them to, how are you putting them in federal reserves, like plying them with alcohol, ruining their Mm -hmm. lives, building casinos around the place and thinking that that's enough. Like, I hope that they too can get their money back Mm -hmm. because it's for me, it wasn't just like, it's not just about money. You know, it was the fact of they were being compensated. And what what amount of compensation can you even give me for spiritual harm? Right. But at least the fact that you recognize mm-hmm. that spiritual harm was done. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is a big step in mm-hmm. itself because right. we have all been spiritually harmed. Uh-huh. Like the fact that you just read that out the last part and they said, and spiritual something. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Like, how are you quantifying that? Yeah, my chakras were misaligned. Like, they fucked up my chakras when they came to my land. Like, it's a big deal. It's a major, major deal. So, you know, I'm so, so happy for you, um, the native people of Australia. Like, keep getting your things, get all of your things back. You deserve. I want the same thing for South Africa. Get your things back You deserve Because The the violence Has been too much And It's even violent When people want to argue now But like Oh but I'm a white South African You're not I don't mm-hmm. I'm not doing it with you I'm not argue, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that with you Because mm-hmm. You know your history I know your history mm-hmm. You can't claim to be from somewhere Where you Shed so much blood To acquire that mm-hmm. identity mm-hmm. I can't I can't mm-hmm. get with that mm-hmm. I can't get with that mm-hmm. So I think that that it's interesting in itself, but our last section for this week is obviously Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mum. And that obviously goes out to Brenton Tarrant's 28-year-old pussy clerk, mm. um, who went and shot up a mosque in Christchurch, New Zealand, um, and streamed it on Facebook. Now, if any if you, any of you follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, you'll notice that I've been quiet, I've been quiet recently, just because I just feel like there's so much negativity around. Uh-huh. So much mm-hmm. darkness around mm-hmm. And I always feel inclined to speak about Whatever I see the, uh, the, And I don't want to keep speaking negativity mm-hmm. Negativity using Because the tongue is powerful right. And I don't want to keep using that to th- That that's all I'm speaking about mm-hmm. So I just have to back up 
and yeah. just go and enjoy and be still mm-hmm. and just enjoy the stillness mm-hmm. and the positivity and the love mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a shift that everybody can benefit from, that yeah. type of shift. And, you know, people are messaging me like, oh, are you okay? Are you? And it's interesting that people go, are you okay when you go quiet? Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand why. And it's mm-hmm. good to always check mm-hmm. on people. Mm-hmm. But actually, I'm more okay when I'm not <laughs> when, having to, you know, when I'm not, when I'm not when saying I'm these not things. I'm not talking about yeah. that stuff. Yeah, of course. Well, I, need, I needed that break. But this one, I was watching silently, um, you know, and people were DMing me like, can you repost this of what, what I said about Christchurch and all of that? And I was like, even on my Twitter page, I don't really want to repost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say um, massive um, condolences to my Muslim uh, brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel for you so much. And there's only so much I can feel when I'm not living your experience. But I'm so sorry that people are so shit. Like, mm-hmm. this world can be so shit mm-hmm. at times. And... It, I'm scared for you. I'm I'm scared for you because what's happening is that we are creating a culture that that validates and supports violence mm-hmm. inflicted on people who are deemed as other. Mm-hmm. And especially when you can physically see the other, or there is a building where they go as other, where you can go and attack them. That's 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 some bullshit. That 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 is mad to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a big fuck you suck your mom to Brenton Tarrant. The terrorist. The terrorist. The terrorist. The terrorist. Because, the terrorist. because how and, and that's where my next fuck you goes to Daily Mail and Daily Mirror and all them man there that are posting on front pages, Angel Angelic Boy. <sighs> angelic boy. They make it so oblivious. Oh! Obvious. They make it so obvious like the they don't use that word oh! in that. They will find any other way. It. A brown person, a black or brown person will sneeze and it's like terrorists, mm-hmm. terrorists just attacked us with a biochemical, um, you know, arsenal of germs. They'll do that. But a white person can shoot up entire, and I've said it on this podcast before, they can shoot up entire buildings, kill mm-hmm. the fuck out of people. But what you'll tell me is that they enjoyed Doritos on the Tuesday. Oh, you know, but you know, they were so lovely. They were so quiet. They really enjoyed playing chess. Use the word. Mm-hmm. Use the mm-hmm. word. Terrorist. And, right? They incited terror. Terrorist. Uh-huh. And you just see, you from that, you just see how they whitewash everything. Yes. And if you're not white, it's... They make it so obvious. Right. I don't know if, you can just see their intentions, you know? But so obvious. The two um, front covers for when there was the um, terrorist attack in um, Paris, mm-hmm. the Daily Mirror, someone, um, I think it was Media Diversified, they put it side by side. And it was just interesting to me that the Paris one was a massacre. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. And then um, when it comes to this Brenton Tarrant idiot, it's um, angelic boy, you know, who, 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 who lost his way. And... He, he wrote in his manifesto What was his manifesto? Like an 89 page manifesto He wrote that he was emboldened by Trump Because And this is the problem with, Especially with all of you black people Who feel like you're You're being You know Open minded In your support of Trump AKA people like Kanye West Do you see the damage? Do you see mm-hmm. the way that people's lives Are mm-hmm. being destroyed mm-hmm. Because you just want to show That you're free thinking That you're not thinking Of like the rest of us black Yeah but you know The rest of us Are just considering That we want to stay alive mm-hmm. That's what we're considering And we see the danger in Trump And we see the danger In Trump's rhetoric But you're too busy Doing free thinking gang You know And this is what it leads to People are emboldened And they, and they feel like There'll be no repercussions To what they do And even if there are repercussions at least they're martyrs That's how they see themselves mm-hmm. They're martyrs for doing this mm-hmm. um, And then you've got people 
in like the Australian, I think it was the Australian senator or was, yeah, I think it was the Australian senator who said something like, well, at the end of the day, this happened because people's fears of immigration are growing and that's what, you know, that's what caused it. Um, It's always funny to me how white people who have taken over other people's lands through genocide, rape, pillage, Mm -hmm. um, pillaging and all of that, Always fear other people coming to the same right. land that they took. Right. It's just, it's so crazy. It's just like, I just can't believe that they can even like attempt to justify. Yes. Like you, you have murdered 40, this, this 40, man murdered yeah, 49 yeah, people. people. Yeah. That's 49 people's children. That is 49 <laughs> people's friends. That is 49 people's brothers, sisters, cousins. Right. How many people is an officer are affected by that? And right. you're telling me that it's normal for the media to try and justify this and then try and fucking whitewash it and make it clean and, yeah, and yeah. pretty. There ain't nothing pretty about that There's nothing Nothing pretty about it So uh, for me It's just a big Trump right And my warmest sympathy And best wishes Best wishes As if it's a greeting card At Christmas My warmest Mm. sympathy And best wishes Goes out to the people Of New Zealand After the horrible massacre In the mosques 49 innocent people Have so senselessly died With so many more Seriously injured The US stands by New Zealand For anything we can do God bless all Fuck you Fuck you Trump You Ah. stupid little bitch Because how Imagine you've thrown the rocks And you're hiding your hand It's because of your rhetoric It's because of people like you Mm -hmm. That men like Brenton Mm -hmm. Think that they can do that And there be no repercussions Mm -hmm. You've emboldened them Facebook you've emboldened them So Mark Zuckerberg You can also fuck yourself Um then you've got Twitter not wanting to get rid of, rid of these outright pages because the, my guy had posted his manifestos on Twitter pages and things like that, saying what he'd like to do to Muslims mm-hmm. and all of them things there. But, oh, free speech. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can't be deleting. So Jack, is it Jack? Fuck you too. Mm-hmm. Because we can't delete their pages. Everyone has a right mm-hmm. to free speech. But look at what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Look at what he's doing. Mm-hmm. This, this, this insistence that we need a healthy debate. So we also need to hear bigoted, horrible mm-hmm. views at the same time as we're hearing mm-hmm. well-balanced, mm-hmm. nuanced views. News stations seem so obsessed right. with it. And that's why I wasn't speaking about Christchurch because I don't want any news outlets to call my phone and start trying to hound me down to come and speak on the news about it. I don't want to speak on the news about anything for a while unless it's like super, super important to me in terms of I can drain myself in that way to do it and and withstand the backlash for doing it from all these trolls i don't have the space the capacity for that right now so i stayed out of it because mm-hmm. also it's not my mm-hmm. it's not for me to speak about what about my muslim um, sisters my brothers right. and sisters why aren't they being mm-hmm. invited to speak right. about it because you see even in donald trump's statement did he say the word muslim or islam <laughs> once I, he said he said must because it was the location yes, yes. where the fuck is the respect <laughs> He, what? He says condolences to New Zealand. Right? Not so, to the, not so to the Muslims. What, are, what about the all them people, right. 49 plus people yeah. who was gathered in one space, praising a higher power, oh. praying for healing right. on the path of alignment. Right. And you want to not even, okay, people of New Zealand. People of New Zealand. Oh, he's wild child. He's wild And Ooh, so child. newspapers How you report on it You're also wild Like it just It just really gets me One of the um, women um, People I follow I don't <laughs> One of the people I follow She um, called Roughneck Refugee She writes Nobody fears being replaced And invaded More than the descendants Of genocidal settlers I said yes mm. If that is a word mm. Every time you're making films About oh we're going to be Invaded by aliens We're going to be Who was the first alien To go and invade <laughs> Other people's places you You're fearing Being done to you What you have mm-hmm. done to others That is part of the mm-hmm. problem mm-hmm. But my my my, I don't even want to say my thoughts But 
my energies, my intentions go out to all of the people and families who have suffered in this tragedy mm-hmm. because I I want to I want to gift us hope. I want to gift us hope mm-hmm. that as dark as things seem now because of these just these icky mm-hmm. powers that be, mm-hmm. I am so hopeful that mm-hmm. we will overcome. Like mm-hmm. we as those who Believe in the greatness mm-hmm. of of divinity. Mm-hmm. We will overcome this. Mm-hmm. They're trying us. They mm-hmm. are really trying us, but they won't. Over, mm-hmm. They will not defeat us. Mm-hmm. They will not. The light will always win. The clean hearted will always win. Amen. Always. Amen. So I'm really, really sorry, and and I and I implore all of my Muslim people, them, all my Muslim brethren, them, like. Protect yourself Be very very vigilant During these times And I hate even saying that Because you're hyper vigilant already Mm -hmm. Because of all of the fuckeries That happens on a daily basis But Mm -hmm. please Just be gentle with yourselves Mm -hmm. And really love on yourselves hard Love on your families hard Because we don't know When these wild people Are going to show up again These terrorists Mm -hmm. Are going to show up again But we love you We love you Right and and I respect Islam so much Right There's so much wisdom in that In so many In so many holy books In so many different Mm -hmm. religions I find God Mm -hmm. I find God And Mm -hmm. that's why You know it's just mad to me that I would look at someone else's um, beliefs and go like, you're not going to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to make it to the right. paradise. What's my business? Mm-hmm. What's my business? Mm-hmm. And as, as you said in the book as well, it's about us making a heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've got to create right. our own heaven on oh, earth, oh. whatever way that is for us. This is uh-huh. it. As long as it's light and positive and we ain't causing harm to nobody. Right. Uh. It's mad, it's mm-hmm. mad, but we support you and we love you, we love you dearly, we respect you greatly. And you know, Trump and all of them people there, Brenton Tarrant, suck your mum. And whatever suffering can be given to you on this earth and in the next, that's what you should get, you mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it for this week. So, Ellis, aka Spiritual Baddie, where can people find you? My main platform is Instagram at Spiritual Baddie, that is double D I, Baddie with a double D. <laughs> And just an I. Mm. And then um, on Amazon, my book, One in a Million, A Million and One, A Spiritual Guide to Living Your Best Life. I know that is a bit wordy, but if you search my name, Ellis E.O. Thompson, mm. that is Ellis, E-double-L-I-double-S-E-O-E-Y-O, and then Thompson with a H and a P, and it will come up. Perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for having coming. me. My pleasure. I just, oh, ah. Your energy, everything. I, Girl, I'm, 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 versa. I appreciate you greatly. Well, I have been Kelechi Okafo, and this has been SYM. Uh, did I even introduce it at the beginning? Soz, guys. Um, this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right. Suck your mum. Thank you so so much for watching, for listening. I wish you all an amazing week. I wish you all of the best things, and I and I want you to protect yourselves, look after yourselves. Um, you know where to find me at Kalechnikov at Say Your Mind Pod. All of them things there, and I'll be speaking to you soon. Peace. It's the Ben's Punani womanist Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Keep it sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sippy, yo Hard time scrolling for your long trots You might learn something you'll never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind